I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB here on Ausbiz. I'm Gemma Acton, joined by David Scott or Scotty to finish out another week for us and all of you. Well, that was rather a disappointing fizzer uh, end to the week, but uh, it was actually quite a weak week overall when we look back on it. Yeah, a bit of a wet, wet mop to go and uh, end off uh, end off Friday. Uh, XJO down 0.6% to 1% for in the Triax 200. So giving back all those games that we saw in the previous session. Uh, look, it's a continuation of what we're seeing at the moment. Concern about COVID-19, particularly in uh, Victoria, Melbourne, and also late in the session, a bit of uh, no, unpleasant news about cases being found in uh, the Sydney metropolitan region as well. So uh, I'm not surprised we're going to see uh, some profit taking into the weekend. We're also seeing US futures all pointing down, even the NASDAQ, which has uh, actually had a reasonably good week, given that uh, global stock markets on the whole um, have borne a bit of the brunt of the renewed fears over coronavirus. Absolutely. It's uh, strange again looking and look at Spoo's down 0.6%, but uh, it's a long time before the open, so we'll see what Europe goes and does but when, uh, when they roll in in a few hours. Um, I think a lot of people are really struggling to understand where we're at in the cycle. Um, we heard from Gemma Dale from NABTRADE earlier today saying that people are moving more and more into cash, a lot of jitters, but yet some of the, um, the more aggressive growth stocks continue to move higher, which are sending conflicting signals. David, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I'm going to say the uh, the broader market is uh, is due to going to have a substantial fall. I know some people out there are saying it, but certainly some particular sectors, the growth stocks in particular, have had an enormous run, uh, and there is quite a few things that are starting to flash warning signs, like you know, Elon Musk, uh, you know, launching a, a line of uh, shorts to go and uh, go and taunt short sellers and things like that, and it actually brings me back, you know. Back to my uh, my past, I've seen various times where you look at things that uh, anecdotally seen as well. That doesn't seem right at the time. Uh, one of them I remember distinctly. It was uh, you know uh, mid two thousand and seven towards like you know Q three, and uh, so people were like you know in the uh, fountain at Ryan's Bar here in Sydney, uh, champagne flowing and everything else. And I remember just talking to my mate at the time, saying something doesn't seem right here. And we know what happens yet. I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> this, but there's lots of these little things that are starting to go and trigger off. Uh, you know, people taking a photo of like a of a Nikola truck, uh, seeing the share price go up 35% the next day. One thing as well is there's all these broker uh, upgrades that we're seeing with price targets. Like, and they were talking about late to the party analyst upgrades. They're chasing. They're, they're most of, most cases, the, the stock price has already moved above and beyond yeah, where they're, they're moving their targets and, to. And then justifying no further gains because of that. I uh, just... I see enough of that, along with other things. It just, well, I'm not saying it's going to be a massive, massive pullback, but there's definitely time for caution when you see these couple of events come at such frequency. Well, my, my comparable story is I moved to Dubai in the uh, middle of 2008, and my, oh. my, my memory of it was just gold everywhere. Gold parties, gold give-outs, gold yachts, gold, gold, gold. And as we all know, that uh, ended very miserably uh, before Christmas. They, <laughs> they shut the markets for two weeks to try and stop the... The money fleeing the system. Yeah, I remember all the stories about uh, people leaving their cars at the airport and the like. And uh, I, I can't remember 
uh, I think it was uh, Dubai that had the air-conditioned sand for a period of time. Whether that's probably it's probably the case now. It's probably everywhere. But <laughs> I remember seeing that, thinking, "My goodness, that's a top signal." Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's talk about some of the market movers this week. One interesting stock uh, is Commonwealth Bank. It uh, seems to move a little bit out of sync with the other big three. Overall, though, it's a pretty dismal week for the big four banks. Um, finishing the week lower. Uh, certainly, that news in the middle of the week about the extension of the loan deferral program. Uh, causing some investors to worry what this means for profits and, of course, dividends. Absolutely. And CBA is an interesting one because, of course, it used to be a state-owned bank and everything else, government. Uh, so it seems to get attracted, being the largest bank as well, it seems to go and get safe haven flows, whereas the other big three tend to go and have a much uh, so a high beta move than those are the other of the big three, other big four, should I say. So uh, it's interesting, but uh, CBA couldn't go and escape uh, the sell uh, no this week, but... Uh, Definitely fared better than uh, than its rivals. Let's check in on what some analysts had to say about the stock. Here's Andrew, Andrew Wheeland from DB Wealth Advisory. The thing I like about ComBank, it is the best capitalised bank in the world. And so if you sort of look at one of the reasons some of these other banks have been deferring dividends, not so much that you know their capital isn't that flash either, but from memory, ComBank's capital is around 18%. So it really is highly capitalised. But certainly my view is that they'll probably cut the dividend by a third. Now, that's not great for those people watching who are looking for income. But if we can compare and contrast that to ANZ and uh, Westpac, of course, they've completely deferred their dividend and NAB's cut it by two thirds. So for CBA to be only cutting it by a third is actually probably not a bad outcome in this environment and is frankly prudent given the, the environment that we're facing at the moment. Uh, and is it a buy at $70? No. And as you point out, it's trading at a premium to its peers. You know, the peers are trading at 11 times earnings. They're trading at 14. It's overvalued from our perspective as well. Um, wouldn't be buying it at these levels. We definitely agree with Andrew. We'd like to pick up uh, Macquarie Bank. We own Macquarie Bank for our clients in our portfolios. Uh, we've also been doing a lot of work with um, ETFs recently as well. Right. Uh, we haven't stepped into the banking ETF that he mentioned, yeah. um, but you know when, when the time looks right, we'll probably go there first just right. to get that added uh, diversification. Make sure we're um, you know buying the sector rather than trying to pick an individual stock that might unfortunately surprise to the downside. Rob Corlett from Macro Capital, and just another reminder of how tough this income game is getting uh, when even the trusty banks. Uh, pulling the dividends and could potentially pull, pull them even further. Now let's have, have a look to the week ahead. It certainly felt like for a period we forgot uh, somewhat about all of the new corona cases, even as they mounted elsewhere in the world. This week it feels like they've come back a bit. What's your outlook for the week ahead? Yes, yeah, so the news out of Melbourne is obviously uh, no, brought that way back into attention and now it turns to not only what's happening there, but also these uh, these reports that we're seeing you know, in various pockets of Sydney, uh, whether that goes and becomes something more sinister. Let's hope it's not. Um, outside of that, uh, from the economic front, uh, offshore, there's not a whole bunch. Uh, there's a couple of central bank meetings. The, uh, the Bank of Japan is out, ECB. I'm not sure whether you're going to see anything too spectacular from either of the central banks. They've already done a lot. Uh, domestically, we get a lot of information in the labour market, which is obviously incredibly useful. Um, we get the official jobs report for June on Thursday. Uh, expected you're going to see a whole bunch of jobs created, but with participation moving up as well, is expected to see unemployment push higher again. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the, uh, the, the best read in the labour market at the moment comes in that payrolls report, 
that comes out on the weekly, Tuesday. Yeah. So the, the, the weekly, uh, the fortnightly uh, payrolls report, which provides a lot of near-time information about the labour market. So that's what I'd be on my radar. Is there anything that you're looking at? Well, as you say, I mean, by the time we get this uh, official monthly labour report, the doesn't take account of the resurgence in cases in Victoria, so it's rather outdated. And um, certainly people at that point, when, when that uh, data was taken, were not expecting or at least hoping not to see such a big resurgence. Absolutely. And there is some, uh, there is a couple of our sentiment indicators out. So we get the NAB Business Survey and Westpac Consumer Confidence, and obviously they're, they're widely watched. Uh, and because they were being taken in the week when we found out the news about Melbourne, they might be instructive as to what to expect in the hard data in the other uh, weeks and months ahead. Absolutely. I remember consumer confidence this week dipping down to an eight-week low, and it wouldn't be surprised if we see that fall even further. But between now and Monday morning when the markets open up again, there's uh, around 60 hours or so, and certainly a lot can happen in terms of case count between now and then. So wishing everybody keep safe, keep healthy, keep away from each other if you're in a hot spot. And be sensible if you're not, and have a wonderful weekend. You too. And uh, Gemma, always great to go into on a Friday afternoon. Just uh, looking forward to next week already. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, that was the COB from AusBiz. Catch you next week.